Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up a new morning mercy. So without further ado, Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. If your heart isn't ruled by God's honor and your life by God's plan, you may seem religious, but what you're living isn't biblical faith. Hmm. I want to use marriage as a case study for the principle stated above. None of us has lived in a marriage that is completely free of conflict and tension. None of us has been able to escape moments of irritation and impatience. We all have had nasty arguments or extended moments of silence. We all have been disappointed in our marriages in some way. If you're single, apply everything I've said to a relationship in your life. Now, you just have to ask, what is all that tension and conflict about? If you were to read the average Christian marriage book, you would be led to conclude that all of the fights and quarrels are about the inescapable horizontal issues within every marriage. So the conclusion is that if you are smart enough to discuss gender differences, personality differences, role expectations, finances, sex, parenting, diet, and so on, you will be able to avoid most of those conflicts. On the surface, it sounds right, but it isn't what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Consider the following provocative passage in James 4, 1-10. through 10. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is to oppose God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealousy over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says... God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Notice how James explains why we have so many fights and quarrels. He doesn't say they come from those difficult people you live with, or they are a result of the practical issues that you're forced to deal with. No, he says they come from the passions that wage war in our hearts. In this context, passion means a powerful ruling desire. I fight with you because I have a heart problem. Rather than my heart being ruled by God and motivated by God's honor, my heart is ruled by my wants, my needs, and my feelings. 
If it is, I am always in some kind of conflict with you. Furthermore, James tells us that human conflict is rooted in spiritual adultery. When we put ourselves where God alone belongs, conflict always results. It is all just another argument for the essentiality of God's grace in Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Can you read that last little bit about uh, conflict is spiritual adultery or something like yeah. that? I want. I need to hear that again. James tells us that human conflict is rooted in spiritual adultery. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. It yeah. really takes that word adultery away from like the mm-hmm. typical stigma around yeah, sex, sex and, yeah. and lust and stuff like that. And it reminds you that like whenever we're sinning or whenever we're impassioned in things that aren't of the Lord, mm-hmm. we're committing spiritual adultery. And yeah. wow. I think what I liked about this devotional is that we can get so practical and try mm-hmm. to explain things away. Tori and I do that a lot, even yeah. on YouTube, where we give a lot of practical tips that we've learned in terms of mm-hmm. how to have healthy relationship dynamics. Yeah. But the root of it always mm-hmm. points to, I'm a person who has a bentedness towards sin, right. and I also have the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. so there's a conflicting passion of one side of me wants to honor and respect Tori, And the other side of me wants to use Tori for my own Mm self-gratification. And so there's a war being waged. And that that extends into every area of our lives. Not just your relationship with your spouse, but also your family, but Mm -hmm. also your friendships, also your career. Your career could be a great asset to build God's kingdom Mm -hmm. and further witness people to his kingdom. Or... Or you know, it can be the opposite. A detriment. It can be a detriment. It can be something where it becomes, it builds your pride. Mm-hmm. You start, you start partaking in greed and mm-hmm. you know, it's really about our heart posture and are Always. we allowing our passions to direct our own selfish desires in this area of our life? Or are we asking and imploring and begging the Holy spirit to guide mm-hmm. us to use these things and that yeah. are in our lives for his yeah. kingdom, but it points to the heart issue. Right. And it is a big eye opener that it's just not always about compatibility, no. right? Yeah. There's something so much deeper happening. Yeah, it reminds me. I actually saw this uh, reel the other day, and this guy was talking about how if you look at salt, and you think about two different things. So salt, if you get salt in your eye and it stays there, it's going to start with burning, and then Irritation. if it's not taken care of, it's going to irritate your eye, and then it'll lead to an infection maybe, and then it could actually lead to loss of vision. But if you look at salt and it gets into an oyster and it actually produces a pearl, is salt the thing that produced the pearl? Is salt the thing that made you lose your vision? Wow. Salt is just an irritant. It brings something out. And then he goes on to say, your spouse is your irritant. (laughs) And it talks about how it's not the irritant that it's the problem. It's revealing something in you. Mm. And what is that irritant producing? Are you producing the beauty of Christ to your spouse when irritated or 
the opposite, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so I thought it was really kind of like this cool analogy of like the salt or the irritants in our life. Like that's not the problem. We can look at it as, you know, iron sharpening iron. Like what is mm-hmm. these irritants actually revealing about yeah. where our heart posture actually is? Wow. That's really powerful. I love yeah. that. What What is that quote? <laughs> um, views in the eye of the beholder. Like salt is in the eye of the beholder. Oh salt gosh. is in the eye of the pearl. It's the eye uh, of the pearl. Sorry. Gosh. All right. Okay. I'm done. We're trailing. But seriously, it's just about things on the outside that are pointing to the inside. Yes. You want to pray something out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, today we remember that our lives should fully and totally be submitted to your lordship, Father. That that word, even submission unto you, is not something that we should look at in a negative context, but something we look at with joy and excitement because your ways are higher. And as we are going through this sanctification process, as different irritants are brought into our lives, as they reveal things in us that are not beautiful, that are not producing the fruits of the Holy Spirit, Lord, would you rid us of those things in our lives so that we can look more like you, that we can walk in union with you, that we can walk hand in hand with your Holy Spirit, that we truly can look different than the world. Amen. Father, I pray that anything that we have elevated above you, anything that we are pursuing above you, that you would demolish those strongholds in our lives and remember and let us remember that we do not want to commit spiritual adultery unto you, Father. Lord, we want our eyes fixed and focused on you. Father, forgive us of our sins today. Wash us clean by the blood of Jesus, Father. We thank you that we get to pray. We thank you for your forgiveness and for your grace today. We thank you for your sanctification, even when it's hard. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Uh, prayer was powerful. I love it. Well, now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break <laughs> out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. And don't forget... <laughs> Don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Adios. <laughs>